It'll be a three-man rush, eight in coverage, three in the end zone. Dalton heaves it down the right side toward the end zone. It is knocked up in the air. Oh, A.J. Green oh, makes the catch. Oh, 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 man. A deflected oh, ball winds oh, up in the hands God. of A.J. Green. The clock hits zero. Oh, 23-year-old Tony Pike waits for the snap. Has the football. Short drop. Lobs one down the sideline for Bins. He's got it. Touchdown. 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 And a high fly ball way back in center field. It is out right here. A grand slam home run for Joey Votto. And this one belongs to the Reds. Did your shirt on? And last I checked, I did. Yes, why? Now a steal by Gary Clark and a breakaway to the rim for a thunderous tomahawk jam. Get you one, big fella. Then a strike for Bertoni, and the magical moment belongs to Leonardo Bertoni. He opens the FC Cincinnati account with a goal in the 14th minute. Double dip on the ice cream cone. Welcome back. That was uh, that was a little weak. I mean, I didn't have the background music. It's your fault. Okay, so I gotcha. <laughs> we thought we'd try and do something because all of us are going stir crazy. We all miss sports. We all miss baseball. None of us have Corona. Thank God, especially some of us on the front lines. Thanks, Jeff. Um, life is crazy right now, and we kind of just want to take a break from the crazy and just try and resume a little bit of normalcy sorry it's been what like three months since we last recorded it one month it's been longer than one month get out of here okay i'll go back and look at it it feels like i literally could have carried and birthed a child since we last recorded physically impossible <laughs> in any case so we're doing a little bit of a, a round table something different that we haven't done before um we've kicked this idea around for a little while and we're finally coming to fruition with it because basically we all have plenty of time to do so now so with us tonight as always i got my co-host ed and we also have some special guests some you know one you know uh some you may not we have clay snowden of locked on reds say hi clay hey guys how's it going Hello, clay. welcome back happy Bye. to have you again um we have one of cpd's finest Jeff Howell, friend of the show. Hey, hey Jeff. What's going on? And we also have a guy that Ed and I went to high school with and my best friend uh, who happens to be a big Reds fan, Ron Jackson. Welcome to the show, Ron. Happy to be here, fellas. About time. I don't know if you ever actually called in before. So He tried called once. once. Had some once. technical difficulties and, you know, just got fed yeah. up with it. I was done with you. <laughs> it was like be episode better, three. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Anyway, um, we have some questions prepared, some questions that are not. As always, Ed's a wild card. So thank you for taking the time out of your quarantine to join us in listening to our Little Reds roundtable, even though currently there are not sports. However, um, first thing I wanted to bring up, I know it's not a question we fed you beforehand, but how do you pronounce his name? Fauci? Is it Fauci? Dr. Fauci? Dr. Fauci? Fauci. Fauci? Is it Fauci? So I believe... He is saying that we could have baseball in front of empty stadiums as early as July 4th. So sold. I, <laughs> I was right? going to say, what's everybody's thoughts on July 4th, empty stadiums, at least getting some semblance back of baseball? Are, are we talking empty stadiums as in like the stadiums in the respective cities or empty stadiums in, in Arizona? Well, well, Florida is out of the race um, as I mean, of today. I don't care. To be to be clear, I don't care where they play. Correct. Arizona is the only state that is still in the runnings. I guess they decided not to try and file for essential jobs for Florida for baseball. Well, I don't know how you fit thirty teams in Arizona. I mean, I, I guess high schools, colleges, etc. Yeah, that just seems like a complete nightmare, honestly. With trying to schedule it i feel like there would be too many games in a row you'd be playing stacked games double headers 
night games followed by day games, just trying to squeeze it all in. They would have to go to a very obscure schedule, which at this point you've really just got to ask yourself if that's really worth it it or fair to the players. Hey, I know that you all train and prepare for this. We're going to throw something completely different at you um, because we need to make money off of it. I just personally think – I mean, I love baseball as much as any of you all do. I – want to see it happen as soon as possible too, but I also want it to be baseball and not to be some, you know, different version, shortened, maybe what, I mean, I even heard maybe doing seven innings if they have to play multiple games and like that, they do that in minor leagues if they have double headers, but like, I mean, I don't want to change certain things about it just to try to squeeze in a season. Um, I'd rather just see it. Uh, played a different way, but hey, I mean, who knows what tomorrow even holds with this virus? So, I mean, I get it. That's the route they have to go, but I would like to at least have a little bit more structure. Like, would you I'm rather you, see man. it? Like, would you rather see it be played in the like wait till each state is opened up to to play in respective cities, so that the, I mean, at this point, if you're they're going to try and squeeze in as many games as possible, they're going to have to do the double headers and. You know, stack games in the weeks with maybe one day, only one day off throughout the entirety of the of the season. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. And different laws in different states and all that. I mean, it's way above my head and way above my understanding. I just think trying to squeeze all those teams into Arizona and trying to get it through and trying to make it work. I mean, to me, it just seems like it would be a nightmare, a complete headache trying to figure it all out. Um, but then again, you know, there's people that are getting paid to figure that type of stuff out. I'm glad to not me, honestly, but um, I would probably rather see it longer to get a better idea of where we stand with this virus, honestly, because right now I just don't feel like there's nearly enough information. to. It's when you start putting dates on it. Uh, they talked about this on the Dan Patrick show. Like Putting a date on something is just not a good idea because you don't know what's going to come. And when you Man, can't promise that, you can't do it and you have to push it back, that's going to cause more worry and more scare than it should. Just say we're not going to – there's no scheduled football right now. We're looking to get back. You know, When you start setting dates and deadlines and stuff like that is when people get their hopes up and then they get let down and then you're like, wait, you know, what's going on? It's just, it's just unnecessary to me to put these dates that they just – like 4th of July, like they just picked the holiday weekend. Like we're going to play baseball then somewhere, somehow. It's like uh, where, why, you know, like. So I, I really don't know, but that's just my thoughts on it. So I, I totally agree with you that I don't want baseball to become something different than what it is, right? So, But I'm also down for something that looks like back-to-backs and, you know, whatever. Kind, because we, many of us grew up playing some form of backyard baseball, and that's where the love of the game really grew from, right? So, I mean, if it's going to look anything like that, Count me in as long as you're not taking away from the product, and and by that by that I mean I don't want a seven inning game. I, I don't want you know some some shortened version of, of what this this great game is. But if it does look a, a little manic at times, I, I I'm kind of okay with it. Um, understanding that player health and safety and all that should be protected. Um, but I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a fan. I want to see these guys play ball. I like that. I mean, the the Trevor Bauer thing was pretty cool, but yeah, you're right. I I just want to see baseball again. The wiffle ball, the wiffle ball game. Yeah, that was that was pretty fun. <laughs> I don't know. I'm with you, Ron. Like, I I feel like at some point you have to protect the integrity of the game. Um, but I feel like that integrity of the game only goes to a certain extent right now, just kind of with everything going on. Um, I don't know. I mean. Obviously, we all want sports, and you know Dana White was trying to do the same thing with UFC, trying to buy an island and trying to have fighters go out to an island, get tested, what have you. And I know that MLB has already entered into the biggest test study as of right now, um, and they're talking about that we could have sports back if you're doing one test a week. Um, personally, I don't think that's enough. If you're actually going to be having physical contact with people, um, I mean, think of how close. You know, I mean. If we're talking about viruses being spread by breath, um, you know, how, how close if you're, you know, holding a guy at first base, um, you know, how close is the base runner and, and the first baseman? You know, they're always having contact or like conversations and what have you, but 
you know, I mean, there's only so much you can do, like with your glove over your hand covering your mouth to try and protect that. Um, yeah. At some point, you know, people are going to touch the ball that's already been touched by the pitcher, and he's doing God knows what on the ball as far as, you know, spitting on it or, you know, licking his hands and then get gripping the ball because that's what he's always done. Think of how gross the dugouts are. I mean, you have sunflower seeds, you have gum, you have chew, you have spit, you have God knows what. They, they People have talked about how slimy and disgusting dugouts are after just one game. Oh, you got uh, that on the bottom – you know, you got that on the bottom of your cleats and everything. So I don't know. I mean, baseball's kind of a, a tough sport in comparison to the other sports, just in how gross everything coming out of the players' mouths are over the roughly two to two and a half to three hours of regular play. I think a lot of that goes back to what Clay was saying. With it, I mean, it's a, it's a very difficult thing to do because you're going to have to bring in. Every everybody that is going to be involved, so you're looking at players, coaches, uh, umpires, security, boys. security, those, those folks that are going to be involved, you're going to have to bring them all in, get every one of them tested with a lead up time, and they're all going to need to be quarantined, mm-hmm. right, separate from each other, because if one player or umpire or security shows up to work. The, at the beginning and it, and it tests positive, anyone that's had contact with that person is now going to need to be quarantined two weeks and you're pushing it back another two weeks for any, I mean, God, God forbid, like if half the, you know, starting lineup is around one guy and now that whole team is out. So then they can't play games. Well, think of how big the size of the dugout is. How are you supposed to maintain six feet? Well, in dugout? Saying, I mean, at that point, at that point, like I if, guess you, in a- if you bring everyone in, Test them all. Everyone is negative, right? You have to sequester everyone, and they can't have contact with anybody outside. I mean, that that that's families. Families can't have contact. They they they're gonna have. I mean, you have these players. If you start in July and you think, okay, so then it, even if you try and squeeze everything in, you're gonna be playing into at least November, right? So yeah. you're looking at these guys being sequestered from their families that long to play baseball i mean as much as i love baseball i mean i don't wish that on anybody to have to be like sequestered from their family to you know play a sport at the same time we all do whatever it takes to put you know make sure the bills are paid put food on the table and all that yeah so it depends on what kind of level of sacrifice you're willing to make really i mean i heard today that vince mcmahon is on the board to decide when when things come back for the government so i think we'll all be pretty safe with vince mcmahon (laughs) hey he just pulled off wrestlemania exactly (laughs) this guy just pre-recorded yeah well you know happens it was empty so i guess uh i don't know i mean if they're playing in empty stadiums though i I don't know if you actually sit in the dugout or if everybody sits in like the bleachers in the first couple rows to keep their six feet (laughs) i don't know how it even looks but (laughs) In Korea, they had robots to act as the fans, holding up signs and cheering. Stop it. That's not a thing. That's a true story. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I heard about that. Wasn't it um, Bonilla, one of our former pitchers, wasn't he involved in that game? I think so. I just heard about it on the radio. Yeah, there's like robots holding up sands and, and oh, whistling. Get out of here. <laughs> Telling Joey Votto that he they remember when he used to be good. I don't know. All right. Well, um, I don't even know what to make of any of that. So <laughs> we do have some questions that we want to talk about. I know I kind of threw a curveball you guys to start. Um, so looking back on 2019, since that's the last real baseball that was actually played, um, does, any, does everybody have a favorite memory or a game from that season? I mean, I'll start. My, I, my favorite, I mean, I, I've – I actually couldn't come up with just one. I actually had my top three, and I'm sorry if I'm taking anybody else's. So I'll give the two and three afterwards if nobody else mentions them. But my number one is just opening day. Um, Seeing Derek Dietrich in Ohio, you know, he's from Cleveland, and doing what he did on opening day with the go-ahead home run, it was – I mean, you all remember how you felt when that home run was hit. Like, 
it was something and it's opening day and you know i know we were all hyped about opening day all of us probably at some point or another trying to figure out can i go this year can i not go this year i don't know the party's ballistic i want to be there um and unfortunately that we don't even know if that's even going to be a thing at all in 2020 um but yeah that was i don't know my favorite memory of 2019. yeah um i had an opening day on there um it was my first opening day actually and it was just everything you could ever imagine it being perfect weather and everything. But kind of um, since you said opening day, I was just thinking um, kind of next line, kind of like the underrated sneaky good part of the season, sweep, sweeping the Astros. I feel like oh, a lot yeah. of people forgot the Astros sweep. It was like kind of like a midweek, I think like a Tuesday, Wednesday type week. Um, Sorry, I was just banging a trash can. <laughs> so that- <laughs> Great, but then also you got to think of the time um, Aquino came on on and you know playing the Cubs and you know there was late season potential playoff talk and just that feeling and buzz around the team that late in the season something that we've just really been lacking for several seasons now. So just that and just you know hearing people talk about the Reds, you know you're out at a bar, you're talking to your buddies. Hey man, you have you heard about what the Reds? Have you heard about this? You know, guy, just kind of excitement in the summer for your baseball team. It's sad but true. We haven't had much of that. So that was, to me, kind of like the highlights. Um, and, of course, just every time we played the Pirates, knowing, like, oh, man, is someone going to beat the shit out of somebody else? Like, I hope so. <laughs> so, I mean, Clay, that – the Astros series sweep – did that didn't that take on greater meaning after everything kind of came out? It's like, oh man, like let's think back how obviously how great that team was, but I mean, just to beat the cheaters, right? Like that. I mean, nobody the saw Astros. that coming. It always feels good to beat the Astros, just knowing you know we used to play them so often when they're in the division. Then they go to a different division and win it, and just like God, man, something about the Astros, I just hate them. I've never in my life Astros fan, so I don't even know what they're about, really. But, um, yeah, I mean, beating the Astros was just, like, kind of a – it's amazing to me, like, how kind of just, like, you know, nobody really talks about it much whenever they look back on the season. I mean, you see it mentioned here and there, but, like, that was awesome. I mean, like, the games were great and everything. Um, I will, just because it's on the top of my head, the low point of the season was I was watch, stayed up late to watch the A's game when we got uh, no hit or – Oh, jeez. Yeah. By fears of yeah. all people. Yeah, I stayed up late to watch that one, and I, I was like, well, shit. You know, was, <laughs> you know, the next day at work. So, so go ahead. Uh, no, I was – my uh, – I, I, it, it took me a while to, to kind of come up with something. I, I've, you know, I've been to – I think the, the first opening day that I missed was – my freshman year of college because I couldn't make it back. Um, and since then, I've missed several. But uh, So opening day is always up there. But I – what are you shaking your head for? <laughs> it's like you got real people with responsibilities or something being CPD. Yo, man. Since I've been <laughs> on CPD, I've only made it to a couple. I was just uh, messing, man. Go ahead. Uh, but – the the game I it was I think it was uh, right at the beginning of July against the Brewers where Puig scored from first base oh, yeah. in the eleventh inning. That I mean yeah, so he was only here part of the year, right? I mean, but that dude embodies literally everything that you could ever want in a baseball player. And before he came here, everybody always said like you you don't want him on your team. You know, he's he's all about himself. He doesn't care about anybody else. Like, he just wants to show everybody up. He's going to you know, hit home runs, flip the bat 100 feet in the air, disrespect everybody on the field. But that guy right there is who you want on your team. And that play embodied everything that is Puig. I mean, he, he gets to third base, and the ball barely skips away across the infield. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna, and then the Reds were only like I think they were like three and a half games out. Then they they got to like three and a half games out. They they win three of four from the Brewers that week, and and they're right in it. And you're like, this, something could happen here, and unfortunately, <laughs> it 
didn't, but it didn't end up manifesting the way that you know we would have all wanted it to. But that that moment in the season, like I, it, it's the the top top for me. So so going off the the Puig thing, and I think I need to turn my volume down a little bit. Um, I think the reason why this is probably one of my favorite games of the season is just because I saw the the replay uh, with the guy doing the 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 ad lib over top of it. Um, but the uh, the fight against the pirates when Puig got traded away and didn't know he got traded away, so he was still fighting for everybody. <laughs> that was probably the funniest, at least, part of the season. When I'm like, Wait, dude, you just got traded. You get, don't don't go throw that was, punches. That was and, the Garrett fight. That yeah, wasn't like Garrett. even the Puig fight. That yeah. was the Garrett fight. Yeah, the Amir right. Garrett fight. So so that actually goes perfectly. So my favorite game, because, again, the, the Reds, they unfortunately, they were very exciting, but they didn't go anywhere last year. Uh-huh. So, um, But the Amir Garrett game versus Pirates, uh, that, that was it, man. So just so it's been so it had been such a long time prior to this year before I, since I'd felt the kind of energy that you want your team to have Um, so like thinking back to when they were okay sorry uh when they were competitive and that they had a a competitive edge about them and and things like that but it felt like they lost that under price now i'm that's not anything against brian price but just saying with david bell coming in i felt immediately this year like they had the the energy and and some something to them so when garrett just was totally fed up with the fact that baseball, Major League Baseball, had not stepped in to control the Pirates. He's like, okay, all right, if this is what you know where we are, I'm in. So just him with a glove to his face, <laughs> having that conversation, and just throwing, ripping down the glove and going, not giving a damn about what was going to happen next, that was it for me. If you remember, Brian Price had been ejected that game. And so it was the, um, the, the bell, David Bell. Yeah. He, right. Oh yeah. Sorry. Whoa. David Bell had been ejected, ejected for, for that. Yeah. Sorry about that. And, uh, he had been ejected and it was just that backup coach. And Amir's basically telling him like, I'm going after him. I'm going after him right now. He's like, uh, <laughs> uh, he's like motion to the bullpen, like, or the, to the bench. Like, uh, can we get another guy out here? <laughs> Pats mm-hmm. him on the ass and says, all right, buddy, go for it. Like he didn't know what to do. It was John Boy, did John Boy do a thing on that yes, one? Yes, that's what I saw. That thing was hilarious. That was, that was hilarious. John Boy nailed it in every <laughs> sense. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was my number three. Um, number two would have been the Puig taking on like that that one picture that they got. Yeah, like oh, Puig yes. taking on yeah. everyone in um, Pittsburgh yep. on the first fight after Dietrich watched it go into the hang river. <laughs> Looking like uh, Jeff Van Gundy in the Lonzo Morning. Tucker's wife is on Twitter going, oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> that was hilarious, too. Uh, but, no, it was it was a lot of good memories with this team. Like, And that was the thing. Like, I was thinking about other games, too. Like, there's definitely some honorable mentions as far as, like, all the different jerseys and the oh, yeah. different – Yeah. Just Dietrich showing off – Dietrich and Lorenzen having, like, the gun off. Um, yeah. Well, Loren- Lorenzen is just uh, that dude is a freak. Yes, yeah. <laughs> freak of the and and probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. Wow. Super Christian too. I mean, like super nice guy, super nice guy. That was um, that was hilarious. So, but you had like Dietrich with like the Fu Manchu that he painted on in the one game where they had the blues on. Or the, um, the beekeeper game. The beekeeper, the beekeeper game. game is another yeah. one when all the bees were in yeah. the stadium for some unknown reason. Like there's just so many things about this season that was so like just off the wall weird. I don't know. If it was just 150 years that we we're just like, <laughs> all right, all the freaks are coming out this year. Derek Dietrich leading the way. Um, I don't know. It was it was a really strange season. Uh, even though like we weren't even in contention at the end. I felt so entertained all year. Um, I yeah. don't know. It was it was weird. Special mention also to Marty's last game. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's another thing. Yeah. But, oh, I man, mean, I, I can't listen to that sign off again. I know, I know. Which didn't even happen to be the last game of the year. Right. 
right? No, the last then they, they went they, they went out of town after that, and he right. was, he never, he was right? like, no, nah, not not me. Who the hell wants to go to Pittsburgh to begin with? So he just said, <laughs> right, right. Oh, I love that you live in Kentucky and you still say that. <laughs> Speaking of COVID um, in Pittsburgh, how about the people from Pennsylvania coming down to Ohio to get, take our alcohol since they shut down all the liquor stores? Can't blame them. That, so nah, man, I'm, I'm not mad at anybody. Yeah. Well, now you have to show ID at a liquor store. What? I mean, you should have to do that anyway, Ed. Come on. Well, even sure that's... Okay, that's a good point. But they need to check to make sure you're from Ohio, not Pennsylvania. So <laughs> yeah. You should always check ID at the liquor store. All right. So, in your time as a Reds fan, what is your favorite season? I'll go ahead and start on that one. Um, I had to think about that, right? Because it was the it was the walk off game, which was freaking amazing. Uh, Jay but, Bruce. Yeah. But I think my favorite season, um, even though it was not a very good season and not a winning season, but was the All-Star Game season because of all the hype and yeah, exactly all the hype. And then um, just there was a lot more baseball in Cincinnati at that point. I mean, going down to the uh, Duke Convention Center and is that what it's called now? No, I can't remember. Yeah. But going down to the Convention yeah. Center and for Fan Fest and then just everything that was going on around it. Home Run Derby, Celebrity Game, um, all that stuff. I think that was just like a really awesome season to experience in Cincinnati. You didn't even mention Todd Frazier. Well, I mean, that part of it made it even better. I mean, because I remember s- sitting on the couch, and Parker's like one years old, two years old, something like that, and I'm trying not to scream. I just got home from school, and I'm trying not to scream <laughs> when he's about to jack the winning home run, and I'm just like, and just you know I mean? just It was freaking amazing. That's the closest that I felt to, I mean, I was around for the 90 World Series, but not, I don't remember it, um, to a World Series game that, I, that I've that i experienced. So, that, the All-Star season, me, my wife, and, and another friend, we went down to um, Moreline yeah. to watch Mike and Mike, the Mike and Mike show oh. when they were in town. So, like, we had to leave the house at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning. But it was a it was an awesome experience. I mean, I, I didn't have that on my list of uh, favorite teams, but I mean that was that was pretty special. That was pretty special. Yeah, for me, um, I was thinking about this a lot, and I really like those years when, like, two thousand and ten, when you had like, you know, some of the big time players kind of breaking in onto the scene. Um, you know, some of the prospects were coming up and. Just, you know, they, it started to gel, started to come together where, you know, you've heard of the, you know, the Johnny Cuetos and stuff coming right. up through the system, the Votto's, Bruce's, whatnot. It all just was started to come together in the playoffs and Bruce's home run. I mean, all that type of stuff. Those um, two seasons when their playoffs were both great. But, like, as a historical, like, um, the 1990 season, the wire-to-wire season, I mean, Larkin, Davis, you had so many great names, players, the whole swagger, the nasty boys. I mean, I I was um, not born yet, so I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I was a 93, so I wasn't exactly around for it. But, man, I have watched every freaking YouTube video you can find about any of that. I've read books. I've done it all. Um, can you count that high? Ed? <laughs> Ed's over there trying to add it up. <laughs> I was seven. I was, I was watching him do it that. too. <laughs> yeah, so the 1990, in terms of a historic year, um, is my favorite to follow. But yeah, the playoff years were were really great. I wore out. I had a a VHS of Wire to Wire. I, I believe it's uh, this week in baseball, wire to wire, and I wore that VHS out growing up. I was born in '85, so I was six. Oh, huh? Six? No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was still five. Five, Ed. It was 1990. Jesus. <laughs> there he is counting. And really, yep. I was only four because I wasn't born to the end of '85. That doesn't matter, but I. I do agree that season is awesome as far as I mean I 
I wasn't really old enough to truly remember like everything about it. Um, but 2012, though it ended uh, in a in a bad manner, um, yeah, I would. We had my wife and I had the, that was like the third year. It was the third year we had season tickets. Um, not full season tickets. It was like the 20 game package or whatever. But we were out in the bleachers. Um, and so we got bleacher seats and we were there for the playoff games. I was able to get off work, uh, and go to two of the three that were here. And it, the atmosphere there is the only thing I can compare it to is the home run derby. Yeah. When I, when we were there for that and it, same sort of electricity, but just a different feeling being there for, I mean, you coming back from San Francisco and you're like, this is in the bag. Yeah. Like, there's no way that we lose three games in a row. Like we there's, it's just, it can't happen. Like it, look at who you've got on the field here. This is like the perfect storm of we're going to do this. And, uh, and then it was all bad, but yeah, you, know, you look at like what happened out in San Francisco that year. You know, was it Cueto gets hurt? Yeah, and then Latos had to come in, and then Latos is like, "Put me in, coach." Like, you know, whatever anybody's thoughts are on Latos as a like outside of being a baseball player, he wears women's lingerie. There's a lot when, of those. When he when he played for the Reds, he was good. Yeah. I mean, he was really good, and that was the guy you wanted on the mound there. I mean, well, second line. So you didn't. Yeah, he. That just that whole. I mean, that season right there is is one that's like, can we please get that back and and then maybe finish it off? You know, you're like like you're right there. Like I'm tired. I'm I'm sick and tired of like my Cardinals friends that are like. You know, look at all this awesome stuff we've done and these great parades we've been to. Like, you know, can we can we do that here? Like, I'll work a traffic post for it. You know? I mean, I'll, I'll stand down there in direct traffic. I'll probably have to, but yeah, yeah, that was a that was just great. I was yeah, say something else happened there, but I forgot. So, um, I, I'm I'm feeling suddenly some kind of way understanding that I'm definitely the oldest person here accurate so, but, but almost what 40 that, what the, 37 i'm 37 almost what 40. that means though if only for a couple more weeks um so but what that means is i do have actual memories of the 1990 world series team i remember sitting in my my parents living room um with a broom right so just ready for them to sweep the A's. And it was just incredible. Now, I don't have many memories of that season, of the wire-to-wire season. I, I can't tell you that I watched a ton of games. But I did watch the World Series, and, and I did have that room in my hand. It was, it was it's the only championship I've yep. been alive for, you know. Uh, so, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but outside of that, um, the 2012 season was also very, very cool to me. Um, I, I feel like that 2012 season, um, honestly, okay, let me take a step back because going back to the 2010 year, um, that was the first year I recently bought a, a house and Aaron was was my roommate. And I remember us sitting there watching so many of those games. I, I swear we watched like as many games as we possibly could. Um, and just Clay, like you were saying, man, just the energy that was building, you felt like something was coming and something was going to happen with this group of guys. And, and I, I, they, they almost made it happen, but obviously San Francisco. So, uh, but there was something special about that season too. Um, but that 1990 year, I, I just, you know, having that, that broom, uh, with me, incredible. I do remember a little bit of the '90 World Series. I remember my mom. No, I remember my dad and all his friends from the neighborhood left to go down a party on Fountain Square, and the next morning, all the mailboxes had been bashed off the post, and they swore it wasn't <laughs> them, but I'm pretty sure it was them. Well, I don't know. I mean, 
I'm with Jeff. That 2012 season, I mean, that was my favorite season. Just there were so many guys here that were, I don't I mean, it's hard not to go back to like the 2010 where I think that was the year Johnny Gomes was here and, and he was something else. Yeah. Um, just out partying after we won the championship in his bathrobe with a cigar. Like, I feel like they let that camera run way too long and they shouldn't have. <laughs> While all the players were getting hammered and showing up, like, like John Gomes, for instance. Um, but no, outside of that, I mean, 2012, I mean, <laughs> you go back and think about everything that happened in San Francisco, and you go back to the Johnny Gomes oblique injury, and it just goes back to the Cincinnati curse, man. It's like, if Johnny Gomes doesn't get the oblique injury, if Carson Palmer doesn't get the knee injury, if Andy Dalton doesn't get the hand injury, if Joe Mixon doesn't drop Adam, the ball. Well, Kenyon Martin doesn't break his leg. I was getting there too. I mean, it just goes back to how much heartbreak can one city like they? Cleveland wants to talk about how they're the worst city ever and how they never win a championship. Get out of here, man! Like we've had so many championships taken from us. I feel like anyway, by these. I'm trying very hard not to swear in the ways that I want to swear, but these (laughs) these injuries are terrible. I just almost dropped a GD and um. But no, I mean, it's just these injuries are terrible. You know, it's, it's like, when can we catch a break? Like Boston won out of the four major, major sports, not counting even college. Boston wins like 15 out of 30 championships in like a seven-year period or whatever it was. It, it just seemed like, I mean, I'm just making up stats at this point, and that's fine. But, um, I mean, it, it felt that way. Like, when do we catch a break? Like, we we just we we break. We don't catch a break. We just break, and that's what it felt like. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of good memories in that season because you know every time Matt Latos took the ball, every time. And again, I'm not a huge fan of him as a person. I want to make that very clear. Um, but he's he was a great pitcher that year, and not since ever. So, so you don't want me to try to get him on the show? No. Okay, again, right, right. he wears women's lingerie and beats women. Uh, not Aaron. Aaron, it, it sounds like you've been wanting to get this off your chest for a while. <laughs> it's that picture that Ed has right above the, where we actually record, and I keep telling him to take it down. Oh, I did take it down. It's gone. I'm trying to sell Finally, it. Finally, good. Good. You're not going to get anything for it, bud. I got, but I, no, I mean, <clears throat> um, outside of all that, though, um, that was a great season. Um, I'm kind of with uh, some of the younger guys. I was only six years old when everything happened with the Wired Wire season. I remember it. I remember it like – I don't remember a whole lot of things with my dad as a kid growing up. Um, unfortunately, just with him kind of being just not a talker. Uh, but I remember watching sports with my dad. That was what we did. And I remember watching games with my dad. And I just remember like his off, he made the weirdest sounds out of his mouth when he was excited. And it was just like, and I'm, by that, I mean, just like every time something good would happen, he would, or I mean, literally he would say things like that. Like it just didn't make sense. The, the noises that are coming out of his face. Um, but no, that was a, that was a great year. And I remember just being excited with him. I don't remember a thing of the games. Um, I remember Eric Davis, but I don't remember really watching Eric Davis. I remember Jose Rijo, but I don't remember really watching Jose Rijo. Um, you know, I mean, those are the kind of things that I remember. And I remember that we celebrated together. And I remember jumping around the living room together. But I don't remember anything outside of that, really. Um, again, six years old. So um, it's cool to have those memories anyway, because that's, again, as somebody else said tonight, that's all I got. So, yeah. Let's stick on the memories part. And, uh, what has been your favorite memory at the ballpark? And so it could be any ballpark, right? It could have been, uh, what was it, Riverfront slash Synergy Field slash U.S. Bank Field or something like that, um, or Great American or any other ball- ballpark, you know? Maybe the, that um, that Applebee's you had um, in – no? Hey, hey, we're never talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> in Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. We, in Milwaukee, <laughs> me and my buddy – trap um me and trap show up in milwaukee we're like yeah we'll grab a bike to eat around the stadium show up nothing around the stadium so we go inside it's like what are we going to eat there's a freaking applebee's the only reason why we go is because beers are like actually the applebee's price two dollars 
So we were drinking beers at Applebee's, had mediocre ribs. And then the next game, we go to the next night, we go back to the Applebee's. We need, <laughs> by then, the second day, we had drank a lot more, and we were just like showing up to the ballpark. Oh, shit, man, we forgot to eat again. Oh, let's go back to Applebee's. It'll be funny. No. That was a terrible decision, but sorry, go on. That's not my favorite memory. Uh, since I asked a question, I'll start first on this one. Um, I had to think about this one because it was a toss-up. Um, so I went to, um, it was before they inducted Pete into the Hall of Fame. Um, it was like a Pete Rose, like a, just a, I don't know, remembrance game or something. It was on, it was on 9-11. It wasn't on 9-11, but it was after 9-11. I just remember the date was 9-11 because they did a ceremony. Um, I went to that with my dad. We had, um, champion club seats where everything was free to eat. And so if you guys know me, that was a great game for me. Um, but I think my favorite memory at the ballpark was back at old, old riverfront, I guess. And a neighbor had just given us, um, what were, what was the lowest level seats? Was that green seats? Blue seats. Blue seats had given us blue seats. Cause it was raining all day. And he's like, I'm not going call your dad. See if he wants to go with you. And I'm like, okay. Uh, my dad was at work and we went down there and it was against the Atlanta Braves. And I took my glove cause I thought for sure I was going to catch a ball. I didn't. Um, but all the Braves were out signing autographs, uh, for everybody along, hey. the, along the line. What was, is he gone? Um, and I had, I got autographs from Chipper Jones, um, a bunch of dudes and none of the Reds were out signing autographs. And this is back when Marge shot was still alive and Marge shot still owned the team. She comes out of the dugout with, um, Shotzi and comes out and sees there's no Reds players out there. And you can just tell, like, she had this look on her face. She goes back in. All of a sudden, here comes all the players running out of the dugout to sign autographs for all the fans. Uh, she must have really laid into them about that. But that was, like, my first time getting an autograph. And then she signed my glove and signed it as Shotzi or whatever. Um, but that just sitting that close to the field and thinking I would never have those seats, um, even though it was pouring down rain, probably one of my favorite memories at a ballpark. Are you telling me that your favorite memory is not getting the Mad Latos autographed baseball? I just want to confirm that. This was a gift. What? This was a gift. I have a buddy who works at the ballpark, and this is back in 2012, or yeah, 2012, when everybody loved Matt Latos. And I was like, dude, I got it. Oh, that's another great story, too. Uh, but I was like, I, you got one, too? I'm browning. Oh, that's up there, too. Um... <laughs> But, um, yeah, anyways, I told a buddy, I was like, I have to have a Matt Latos autograph ball. Can I give you a ball to put in your desk in, t in case he walks into your office? And he got this from the authentic guy for, me, for my birthday for, like, pennies. But Pennies. I'll go ahead and uh, do mine. I really don't I've, – I've been to tons of baseball games. I've never been to a super cool <laughs> – baseball game type thing where something awesome happened. Um, so I'll actually just throw in y'all are going to love this. I go to a ton of Louisville Bats games. Favorite baseball experience. Louisville Bats game. Deanna Navarro, obscure former Red, hit a walk-off grand slam. That's all I got for you. <laughs> He's a catcher, right? Yeah. 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 Catcher hitting a walk-off. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Hey. They were all all ninety two fans were there to cheer them on too. It was great. <laughs> um, my favorite memory at Great American is um, probably watching uh, Ramon Hernandez hit a walk off one of the first couple games of the season. I don't know if it was. I don't believe it was opening day. I think it was opening night. Maybe it was opening day. Yeah. Was it opening day? Yeah. Yeah. Then I guess that like, was when I was there for. Um, it was, yeah, that was crazy. Or maybe he did it. Did he do it two nights in a row? I feel like I was at a night game. Mm. Or maybe it was because it started at four and it was dark already. I don't remember. That could have been it. I don't know. It was, uh, that was my favorite moment. 2011. It was opening day. All right. Smart. Yeah. I have my computers. I get it. I'm on a phone. My, um, my favorite memory at any of their stadiums i've only been to one opening day and it was 2007 so i mean maybe i should go to more opening days they want <laughs> uh, 
Adam Dunn hit a couple um, long balls. It was, I mean, it was it was a great day if I remember correctly. Um, it was just so that that was that was the one season I've ever had um, season tickets. So um, got tickets, of course, to opening day included with that, and that's it was it was great. It was great, man. So, uh, I mean, I, I've got a lot, but I'll, I can narrow it down. I mean, the All Star Game itself. That, that season, the All-Star game, it was neat to be there and to say that I attended the All-Star game, but the Home Run Derby, <laughs> and, I, and I say this anytime the question gets posed on Twitter, uh, every year during the Home Run Derby since I tweet the video out, and Todd Frazier has liked it all but one year. <laughs> uh, uh, him winning the Home Run Derby and being there, and I was with my wife, and the this stadium's packed, obviously, because it's All-Star Weekend, it's Home Run Derby, everybody wants to be there. We weren't in any position to catch a home run ball. We were up on the first base side all the way at the top, like probably 30 rows from the top. Um, but being up there and witnessing it and being a part of it and feeling like the the energy of the stadium as people were like, Todd Frazier is going to win the home run derby. Like this, this is incredible. Yeah. And, and it was, and I didn't have a voice for like a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, the video is on my Twitter account and I did recently tweet it back out again because I was feeling sad. <laughs> baseball's not going on, but you can hear me screaming and then my voice, like you can, you can pretty much pinpoint when my voice goes goes <laughs> away. Like the, I mean, when we were at the the All Star game, the next day it was like, you know, my my throat was burning. I couldn't. I mean, it was just kind of the All Star game. After that, was very lackluster That's compared awesome. to what you know what happened the night before. And if and I remember, was, if I remember correctly, it, we were all like thinking that he might actually lose it because like he only have like three or four pitches left to, to hit it. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't have a whole lot of, yeah. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of time left there. Yeah. Well, it was it, before the time limit, wasn't it? Yeah, no, uh, I want to say, I, th- I think it was the first year, the time limit. Yeah. Wasn't that the first year? Of I think the, it was maybe second year of the, was it his dad pitching to him? It was his brother. 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 And then he did the UC yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And he, I mean, and if you, you know, Follow Todd for I mean, that, that's also one of those guys. That, I mean, that's that's a real good dude right there. Yeah, yeah I actually sure. have a question to make about that. I did not get to watch the home run derby that year or the majority of the baseball season. Um, I missed like two months of it. I was uh, working at a fly fishing lodge in Maine, in the middle of nowhere in the woods, and didn't have internet didn't have tv or anything so i couldn't even get updated or i, I didn't have my phone like i would you shouldn't even admit that you should be fired from locked on reds all <laughs> the grid for two months and i was like i just came back and like got all the updates i was like so it was overwhelming trying to like catch up on <laughs> i mean i mean is fly fishing season like a, a very thing? narrow window <laughs> that you have well, to be there during that point? is it only or? in august <laughs> I was there um, a summer during college, so it was a summer job. I was there, long story short, but, um, yeah, I missed a ton of baseball. But whenever I would travel, um, which is like once every couple weeks or once every other week, I would uh, log on to someone else's Wi-Fi. You know, I just (laughs) – there was one Wi-Fi I could get. If I walked about a mile, I could log on and sit – I would sit on someone else's front (laughs) – just hope that they wouldn't see me and like check Twitter, check everything real quick for five minutes and bolt out. That's amazing. <laughs> did you leave? Did you did you leave little things on the porch like no, as payment for the Wi-Fi? Or? <laughs> here's a here's a peanut butter sandwich. Was the only person who didn't have a lock on their Wi-Fi. I thought everyone had to have a lock now. I guess. We well, need- if you're in the middle of nowhere, they're like, who who's going to yeah. be connecting to my my Wi-Fi? Yo, this creeper on my front porch. Town. It was a town of 109 people, so it was a tiny, tiny <laughs> town. I'm surprised there was Wi-Fi there at all. <laughs> 
satellite <laughs> Wi-Fi, actually. I was going to say, was it like dial-up Wi-Fi? Yeah, it's <laughs> You've got mail. I, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to go off trail. No, we got no, more that, to talk about. I'm but so happy like you did. Maybe That's awesome. I feel like things maybe have come full circle for you, Clay, because like today, with coronavirus, <laughs> I think it's kind of acceptable to leech off of someone else's Wi-Fi in the parking lot, right? Like that's that's not okay. <laughs> Exactly, one hundred percent. He's still creeping on people's porches right now. That's actually where he is. This isn't even my house. I don't know. Where my house is. The door was open. You know, I just right he was walking sure around with his phone. Sure like, oh, there's an unlocked Wi-Fi. Oh, the front door is unlocked. Yeah. Oh. I'm about to check the fridge. Apparently, they only have non-alcoholic drinks in that fridge. Seltzer, baby. <laughs> Not even a hard seltzer. Yeah, nope. I'm so happy. Oh man! All right. So we talked about you know favorite seasons and what have you, and favorite memories. So what's your favorite feature of Great American? I know some people feel like it's a certain bar, a certain restaurant, maybe the Hall of Fame. I've actually never been. Real talk. I know what? That's, it's kind that's... of blemish on me. That's fine. Um, but what's everybody's favorite feature of Great American? I I will gladly take this first. And I it was a few years ago before I made it to the Hall of Fame. It is far and away my favorite part. Ron, um, you're in the Hall of Fame? What? Yes, yes. I knew it. Listen, listen, I'm in somebody's Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> um I'm a friend of the show. You guys need to make a, a Hall of Fame, and, and I'll be in it. Yeah, well, I'll work on that section of the website. Okay, thanks. Yeah. So, no, um, but seriously, going back to the Hall of Fame, it um, it's incredible. It was worth all of the time that we invested walking through there, experiencing everything there. Um, I, I haven't taken – my kids are, are three, so I, I haven't taken them yet. Um, but I can just imagine them loving it one day. Um, oh, they will. The second you walk in, it's so I, I think the second, if I remember correctly, the second you walk in, it's like all these bobbleheads. I'm not a huge bobblehead guy, yes. but that, that's fine. It was still really cool. Um, but then going around to the Reds Hall of Fame, where all the busts were, uh, that was such a cool experience and, and so i went with one of my friends from from atlanta he was up for just visiting and um he was blown away i mean so the braves obviously they obviously they have a ton of history themselves but they don't have anything like this so he was really just um so impressed by it and and as was i so if you haven't been you have to go um once we get through this thing and that was before the 150 years of uniforms have been put in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I, I'm going to second that. Hall of Fame. I've been a member. Um, it's actually pretty inexpensive to be a member, and you get tickets to a game. I mean, there's all kinds of perks of being a member. Um, I actually like to go <clears> to <throat> off season and, like, spend a whole day. Take your time. Nobody's in there. You don't have, you know, crowds. Um, it's a really, and I actually used to work at the Kentucky Derby Museum, so I know a little thing or two about museums. And I'm telling you what, this museum is really structured well, and um, everything about it, it's so cool. It's not mu as much as a boring museum where it's just kind of like, here's some artifacts, like you really have to read and stuff. Like it's interactive, and it really just tells a story um, walking through. You can go through in 30 minutes, you can go through in five hours, and still come out thinking, wow, that was a great experience. I love how they have that. Uh, it's a the radio booth, and there's like seven different uh, like Reds yeah. memories on there that you could do the play by play on. Uh, that that's a really cool feature. My brother was doing that. And he thought it was soundproof, and that nobody else would be able to hear him. And of course, the whole the whole Hall of Fame heard him and his voice squeaking and stuff like that. But uh, that's a really cool feature of the Hall of Fame. Um, He's also a Xavier fan, though, right? Yeah, he is. Well, yeah, they both are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did a, for, for my dad's birthday one year, or maybe it was just Father's Day. I don't remember. Um, no, it was his birthday. Um, we did a tour of the stadium and they take you, you can go through the Hall of Fame and then they take you, 
Um, we didn't get to go to the locker room because it was right after the season and the players were still getting their stuff out. Um, but they take you, you know, to the VIP lounge and they take you up to the handlebar bar and they take you onto the field and they take you into the dugout and they take you up into the radio booth and to the press booth and they just all getting to see all that kind of stuff that you just kind of see from the field and actually get, get to go into it um, was really cool. I guess it's not one of my favorite. I guess it's not a feature. I guess it is a feature of the stadium. So um, I'm going to go with that. This is just a, that tour. So if you haven't had a chance to do that tour, you should check that out. I think it's pretty inexpensive, too. Yeah. I, you know, th- this is a little biased because we, it's where our seats were at. But the, uh, I, I really, really like watching the game from the bleachers. Yes. yes. I enjoy the bleachers. I think the bleachers are like one of the, the best things they ever had. And I know like other ballparks have bleachers, whatever, but I, I like be sitting out on the bleachers. Yep. I'm not cramped into a little, into a seat and like have to deal with all that nonsense. And like whenever, when we had them, had our seats out there, you know, my wife wasn't able to go like all the time. And I would just go and sit at a day game and be, you know, at the time, I mean, I, we had, you know, usually have the bleachers to yourself out there and, it's like five um, bucks or something too, right? And the the tickets for them are, are ridiculously cheap. And I mean, talking about did. sun deck, or are you talking about like no the actual the bleachers, upper left field? What what now? Are you talking about sun deck or actually like upper left field? Upper left field. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the actual so the bleachers. One, the one year I had the season tickets, they were in the bleachers, and it was it was great. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah. There, I would contend that there is no better place to watch a baseball game. And then if you if you're lucky enough, you get to be one of the people who turns the K around. Get on TV, maybe. Who knows? You never know. You never know, Ed. <laughs> um, I got. I kind of had a toss up. Um, I love the Toyota Tundra that no one's ever hit. Um, so there's that. Didn't they? Wait a minute. Somebody didn't hit. last year? Didn't they? Uh, didn't they say like it was like close enough? Yeah, th- that doesn't mean anyone actually hit it. I mean, to hit the to hit up. the actual tundra. I'm just saying, got, man. I think you've got to hit like a 600 foot home run. No, there's there's the sign that you hit. Is right. uh, Arthur? Yeah, there's two the, the, little, si- the the sign is, two signs. is by the stacks. Signs. Well, yeah. yeah, there's a sign by the stacks, and then there is the actual tundra. Willie no. Mo is going to come back out of retirement. <laughs> whatever Mexican league he's playing in, he's going to hit the tundra once. He's going to hit it twice. <laughs> I, I, I think if there's anybody that could that could probably hit the tundra, it's either Aquino or Suarez. Suarez may very well be able to hit the tundra. As long as he gets his shoulder right, that's true. Um, the other thing though is just the smokestacks. Um, just every time somebody hits a home run. They go off with the fire, and you can literally, if you're in right field, you feel that heat. That's like in the middle of the summer. It's crazy anyway. Like it's hot out there anyway, but you feel that heat coming off the smokestacks. But um, I don't know. It's just a throwback to Cincinnati, like with the whole steamboat in the in center field anyway. Um, do you, you know, know how many bats? Having, do you know hmm? how many bats circle the top of the steam uh, the steam stacks or whatever they call those? I don't know that answer. Is it fourteen? I don't know if it is. Yeah. Add, add GTS, man. GTS, Jeff. <laughs> I think it's 14. Stand by. They should, probably, they should probably add some more because Pete Rose is kind of a blemish at this point. But um, anyways. I should have thought about um, that before I brought it up. Outside of that, uh, it's just cool kind of having that throwback and kind of, I mean, even if you step outside of the stadium, you see the, the smokestacks they have on the uh, river walk right there and what have you. So um, I don't know. It's kind of cool having that literally in our stadium and kind of, you know, we don't have the arch. We don't have, you know, some of the things that other teams have. We don't have the history of, like, a Yankee Stadium or a Fenway Park or even a uh, um, Wrigley or anything like that. But, I mean, we got some things that are, are strictly Cincinnati, and that's, you know, outside of the restaurants and what have you. you know, it was cool to have that. Ed was right. There's seven on each stack. Okay. For 14. Yep. So, I mean, Aaron, to your point, man, I mean, the great American, um, they've made over the years just so many great improvements to that stadium. It's really a quality place. To Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you one of the worst features of that ballpark, and it's one I got to experience this last season, um, is the Connect, the Cincinnati Bell Connect Lounge, I think is where it is. And it's that rooftop bar. Um, 
it's behind the seats, so you can't actually see the game at all. Um, there's just big screens up there and people playing pool and beer pong. Um, I was like, I just want to, I want to watch the game. Is, I don't want to watch these people do this. Is, is that the one where you, you, you don't like the, the ticket includes like a, a drink and yeah. like you can like hang out up there and, but you don't have a seat cause you're watching the game on TV while, like while you're hanging out at a sports bar. Yeah. You can Wait. come, you can come down and then you can go in like the standing room only area with your, with those seats. You don't actually get to sit down anywhere. Okay, so I did that, but it's you're right. It's for people like us, it sucks. But I took my girlfriend and two other friends that have no interest in baseball, and it was awesome because it's like 20 bucks, you get ten dollars for a drink or food, and it's like something to keep them entertained. And then you actually do have access to like a viewing area, whatever. For certain, for a certain situations, more or less a ten dollar ticket, it's okay. Ed, I'm not going to allow any slander on those tickets, all right? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Did your girlfriend put uh, ketchup on those hot dogs? Um, She uh, only puts ketchup on hot dogs. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Right. <laughs> listening right now. And- <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll move on real quick, then. Um, Speaking of hot dogs, as we, right. So, what's the best ballpark food? Hey, why don't you start off? <laughs> it's a hot dog. This is America. It's a hot dog. And you better put every freaking thing that they offer on it and double up on mustard. I like that you looked over your shoulder to make sure you were I know. I heard the door open. He's not married yet, but he has it down. <laughs> if you're not. Okay. I love playing. <laughs> <laughs> this is America. It's a hot dog. <laughs> it is a hot dog. It is a hot dog, and you should eat three of them every time you go. And every time <laughs> the jalapenos on there, the onions, the mustard, the ketchup. Sauerkraut? Have, it doesn't even matter. I mean, if they have it, whatever they have, just put it on there. Because they put it on there because smart people should have whatever is there. So if they offer it, just eat it. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> so simple. And it's free. All that stuff's free. You put on it, right? It's not free. Not That's why it's $25 for a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> not if you go to the dollar dog section, the size of a cheese coney over on, on, on right field. What? The dollar dog section and stand in line until the game's yeah, over to get your one hot dog? And you don't get shit. You yeah, get Jeff, I saved $4. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's four extra dollars I can spend at the Authentics booth. You get... You only get ketchup when you go in that line. <laughs> yeah, there, there's nothing else. You're lucky there's a hot dog in there. <laughs> I don't. I wrote that question, but like, I guess I guess I'm to stick with a hot dog because I don't think I've had anything other than a hot dog at the ballpark. I think nachos? I've had a burger. Oh, no, helmet helmet nachos. Helmet nachos are delicious. Okay, I'm going with the helmet nachos since Clay already said the box. I haven't had that. Oh no, man! I have. have I've had the. Uh, yeah, the the final prize. A really yeah. underrated move that I like to make is the popcorn because you can eat it. It takes forever to uh, eat it all, so you can just snack all game, and it's always like three or four dollars. Great corn snack. The kettle corn is so good. Oh, yeah, kettle corn is yeah. Speaking I keep of reading sheets. about Frybox and everything that Frybox offers, and Jesus Christ, I don't know why I can't ever find a Frybox when I'm there. Like they're in hidden places. Like you apparently have to wander the entire stadium to find There's a, a Frybox. Map. I, I don't want to have a heart attack though. Well. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's delicious, but like that, that Yolo. I guess Yolo. that's true. I mean, you know, I, I'll I'll give you that. I I enjoy peanuts. Oh yeah. At, a, at the game. I mean, a hot dog hot dog should be obvious and a requirement when you walk in. Um but peanuts, you know, you have to buy them outside the ballpark for a dollar from cheaper, the guy yeah, with the yeah. big white cooler. Uh you know, you got to get them there because otherwise you're paying $7 for a bag of peanuts. Water too. Oh yeah. Water too. Um But yeah, I, I mean peanuts, you know, and then when you got that annoying like Pittsburgh fan that's like two rows in front of you, and you just maybe uh, gotcha. maybe a couple of those shells find their way, you know, into the back of his shirt or off the top of his head. Or... <laughs> Sorry, oops. Or maybe it lands, it maybe it lands lane. in his beer. Welcome to right. Cincinnati. Go back to Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, so I, I I agree with everyone here, man. It's it's a hot dog, and there there's I I do I do require peanuts like you, Jeff. That's that's standard, um, but the hot dog is is baseball, um, and it have it's every it's every time. Although one time I will do the cheese coney inside of the uh, slice of La Rosa's, I will try that sometime. I've heard about that. That sounds terrible. Yeah, oh, I yeah, actually yeah. heard it's worse for you than the coronavirus. <laughs> Surviving <laughs> that. This is what I've heard. I don't know, Ed. It might be. Surviving that so far. crushed Ed's dreams. Look at Ed. <laughs> he was so sad. He thought you were going to vouch for him there, that you were going to back him up. <laughs> oh, no. I thought he was going to buy thought me one at a game. Coronavirus. I will say the the bleacher seats and one of the nice features of the ballpark is being able to bring in food that, as long as it's wrapped right. But I sat in the bleacher seats one time and the guy next to me opened up a um, Tupperware container full of sushi and started eating that at the ballpark, and I had to move away from him. Oh, yeah, I know. That's the same look I had on my face. That's worse than gas station sushi. That's who knows how long that's been cooking in his pocket. Uh, it may have been, but so I, I will say I think along with like that um, the, the section of the park, I, I've done that with with my wife and some other friends too, where you don't really watch the game. It's not really for baseball fans, so th- that's that's your sushi crowd, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, they they go for a drink, maybe sushi. They're not really there for baseball. Uh, I, I'm happy it's it's offered. You will never see me eating it. No. I, I do right. I do like the barbecue spot that they got out there. Yes, uh, right field is so yeah. good. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, it it's a it's a little like for me a little high class for a baseball game. I'm looking for my hot dog and peanuts, but like I will occasionally go out there and you the know price is right. It's yeah, like fifteen dollars and you get it's not ridiculous. You mac- yeah, you get like fifteen dollars gets yeah. you like a pulled pork sandwich, macaroni and cheese, and coleslaw. It is it is probably the most fairly priced food in the entire ballpark. That all yes. sounds delicious right now. And and it's usually <laughs> and, and usually even if the line is long, it is a it's a pretty, pretty quick, quick like up there and then yeah. and you can get like like my wife likes to get their like mixed the mixed beers that they yeah. got there, like the different line and kugels or whatever that they mix together and Yeah, you like the lime readers, we gotcha. Weird things, Ed. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Listen, I'm I'm drinking Natterdays. I don't I have no judgment. Actually, I need to get a drink real quick. I'll be right back.